welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am so glad that you're taking time to listen to this podcast. Thank you to the many leaders who have shared that they've been listening uh, as they're joining the Kids Ministry Collective Facebook group. We're so glad and blessed that you're part of our community as it continues to grow. And we're excited about the growth, and we're excited about some of the things that are coming your way. We're also thankful for all the leaders who are in the Restoring Leaders Facebook group, and we're looking forward to launching a Restoring Leaders podcast real soon, where we're going to be talking about leadership and hurt, burnout, uh, exhaustion, wear out, uh, all the things that come along with soul care uh, and uh, keeping yourself living restored and leading renewed. So we're excited about that. So stay tuned. That'll be coming real soon. We're excited uh, today for this episode. We're going to be talking about, or I should say, I'm going to be talking about five ways to build a healthy culture and community. I want to say thank you to Amanda, who's part of our Kid Ministry Collective community, for sharing this idea. Um, And we heard it, we saw it. And so we wanted to talk about what is this and what does it mean? How do you build a healthy culture, especially today? Because as you know, your team's culture is the heart and soul of your ministry. And it sets the tone for how everyone works together to achieve the goals of winning children to Christ and growing them into disciples that are mature and complete. And when we're working with volunteers, this, this can be tricky to create a culture that's positive, engaging, and gets that sense of togetherness and real community. So let's dive into this episode and explore some ways to cultivate a healthy culture that's going to inspire and encourage your team members to be the best that they can be for the glory of God. So where do we start? Well, you have to start with a clear end in mind, which means you have to have a clear expectation list. You need to set clear expectations. That truly is the first and best way to start off building a healthy culture for your volunteer team. You've got to set clear expectations. As a leader, it's your job to lay out the guidelines and priorities for your volunteers. Uh, They need to know what you're going to expect as a team leader. This paves the way not only for accountability, but also it helps people avoid misunderstandings. It helps stop the discouragement monster from creeping into your teams. We as leaders create the DNA or what my good friend Jessica Beeler has said before. I heard her use this term and I loved it and I've used it ever since. The heartbeat of the house. What is your current heartbeat for your team and your culture? And when it comes to expectations, is your heart running too fast? Is your heartbeat running too slow? Is it an inconsistent beat? Does your team need a pacemaker? Think about it for a few minutes. If you want healthy culture, you need to be a healthy leader. Your heartbeat needs to be in a healthy way. How do you cons- how do you do this? Well, consider the ways of Jesus. How did he lead his disciples? 
Well, one thing we notice is that he walked everywhere he went. Are you always running and gunning and so busy that nobody can catch up with you? Are you going from one thing to the next like a busy bee? Um, that doesn't help. You know, uh, my good friend Greg Baird posted this uh, graphic with this quote, and it just resonated with me, and it was perfect timing for this episode. He said, you can't become a ministry that leads people to transformation if you're too busy being a ministry that simply leads people to more programs. If your expectation is we have to be a program-driven ministry, well, then that's where you're going to lead people. If you're going to lead people to become disciples of Jesus, then you're going to lead yourself to be a greater disciple of Jesus. You're going to lead your teams in discipleship. You're going to focus them that they're not just serving, they're discipling the next generation. They're also growing themselves as a disciple. But Jesus, not only did he walk, not only did he create a culture of discipleship where he was training up those followers to follow his father in a healthy way. But he also set the expectation that this was going to be challenging. Did Jesus ever say to his disciples, Hey, don't worry, fellas, this is going to be easy. No fuss, no muss, no struggle, no pressure, no opposition. He set real clear expectations, something that we Western Christians seem to really resist against. In fact, most of the time in our Facebook groups, what do we see people asking for? We want curriculum that's easy, no prep, no no, no strings attached, just simple, fun. We want our leaders to just show up and do it. And then we wonder why no prep, no prayer, no study brings no results. Now hear me. I believe we need to make culture attractive by prioritizing the right things. And having too high of expectations is dangerous. But setting the bar too low is equally as dangerous. We need to set our expectations in a godly place. because And, and our expectations should be high in some ways, and in a lot of ways, because the stakes are high. We're building the kingdom of God, one child and one family at a time. But we don't have to do it all. And we don't have to do it all today. We have to run at a godly system or walk at a godly sustainable pace. We don't have to know it all or do it all or be it all to get it going and to have a healthy heartbeat. We're going to want others to join us. And we have to have clear expectation of what that looks like. So we have to be clear on what's at stake, what's our priority, what matters the most, and how we're going to get there. And when we set those out, we have a healthy heartbeat, a clear expectation list. So what kind of questions could you ask yourself as you're trying to diagnose how is your culture and how is your expectations? Well, ask yourself the question, what is our current heartbeat? What do our team, what does our team believe matters the most? Ask them. Go around to your team this next weekend or text them and say, hey, I've got a question on my mind and I need your answer. What matters most about our ministry? What do you see? What's important? 
What do we prioritize? And see what they say. Could be scary. Don't be afraid of it. Face the fear. Do it anyway. What clear and specific expectations should you have in place for your team? And are they clear enough that your team members can repeat them back? Do they know what you expect? How are you going to communicate those expectations to your team? And on a consistent basis, how are you going to do this? What ways will you do this? You want to have fun with it. You want to be creative with it. You want to keep it simple, though, and sticky. If your team can't reply back with the top one or two or three priorities you have and expectations you have, then they're muddy and they won't stick. One value that we had for our team was early is on time, on time is late. We wanted our team to show up and be ready to go. We didn't want visitors to ever experience coming into our children's ministry and having to look around for people to take care of their children and to serve them. It shows terrible expectations. It shows terrible values, I should say, if we're not there, ready to serve those who come. And they see the signs, they see the website, and this is our start time. They don't know if your culture is, a, oh, we always arrive late culture. I, I, I served at a place. Oh, well, this is blank, the church name time. Well, sorry, the outside world doesn't know that. They see if we say we're starting at 9 o'clock, they expect us to start at 9 o'clock, not 9.05, not 9.10. So I don't care if everybody else shows up late. But I want my team to show up on time and on time is early so that they can be ready to gear. That was a that was a heartbeat. That was an expectation. And we expected it and we inspected it as well. I'll tell you about that in a minute. So how do you communicate those things? Well, we communicated them all the time and we will talk about how we celebrated them later. Ask those questions. Take time to sit before the Lord and ask him if you need to shift your priorities and your expectations. Where have you let the bar go too low? Where have you raised the bar too high? Don't let Facebook groups or even me dictate to you where your bars should be, where your expectations should be. You need to sit before the Lord and lean into the spirit and be obedient to him. No one else. All right. Next thing, uh, next way that we can build a healthy culture and community, you have to build authentic relationships. Now you're saying, well, duh, Tom, I already know that. Well, but these are the things, folks. This is what has to happen. Anytime somebody comes on a coaching journey with me through kmccoach.net, one of the things we talk about is building healthy, authentic relationships. It's important to your culture to have a healthy culture. You need to have a team that knows that you are authentic and they can be authentic with you. That means you need to listen to them. That means you need to get to know them on a personal level, not just as teammates, not just as volunteers. Now, I know that's hard. For some of you, you have huge teams. Well, that's why you need to have a structure of leaders underneath you. Just like Moses was told by his father-in-law, you need somebody to hold up your arms. What you're doing is not good on your own. And even if you're in a small church, you need help. The only way you're going to build a healthy volunteer culture 
is to have other people who can help and serve those leaders and get to know them. Because the more someone feels known and valued, the more they will feel connected to the heartbeat and the mission of your team. They'll feel a greater loyalty to you. My team knew, every team that I've served and led knows there's nothing I won't do for the sake of the kingdom. And there's nothing that I won't ask them to do that I wouldn't do. But they have to know there's not much I won't do for the sake of the kingdom. And how did I get them to buy into all that? Well, I got to know them. I got to know what values they had. What was their heartbeat? Why did they serve? What was their why behind it? I wanted to get connected to them heart to heart. And let me tell you, summertime is a great time to do it. And some of you say, oh, no, everybody's running off, going all this way. You know what? Don't write off the summer just because you think everybody's on vacation and has no time. If you're intentional and you prioritize this and you make this, uh, you explain why you're doing these things, uh, they'll have big impact. So try some coffee shop meetups. Let people know. Let your team know. Hey, I'm going to be at such and such coffee shop from here to here. I'm buying. Come on by. No formal agenda. Just let them talk. Ask questions about them, their family, what they're doing, vacation plans, favorite vacation spots, all those kind of things. Let them do all the talking. You do all the listening. Meet up at an ice cream shop. Hey, I'm buying ice cream cones. Free free medium ice cream cone. Get a medium. Not, don't get a large. Don't get a small. Get the medium. You know? And say, hey, I'm buying. Everybody shows up. Gets a free cone. Let's hang out. Or... Have a, have a campfire, find a spot, whether if you don't have a backyard, find somebody who could host it and, and do backyard campfires, have some s'mores, have some hot dogs, whatever, and, and just gather people around, bring it home to bring a chair, um, bring a, bring a cold drink with them if they want to, um, and, and just come sit around the fire. There's something about campsite, fireside conversation that's real and authentic, and they does wonders for a culture. I went into a church and the culture was just stagnant and fractured and disconnected. And one of the first things they did is started, I, I built my fire pit in the backyard in the woods and I started opening up fire pit Fridays and just told people, I'm going to have a fire going from 6.30 to 9.30. Come on by, stay for 15 minutes, stay for three hours. I don't care. Come on by. We're just hanging out. And people started coming. In fact, some people came almost weekly because they were starving for that connection and that authenticity. But they got to know me. They got to know my heartbeat outside of the church. It was huge for our DNA and our culture. It drew us together. But you know, you don't even have to do the meetups. You can call people and just say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm thankful for you. I so appreciate how you show up to our team and how you show up prepared. You've got your lesson ready and how you care for those kids. You know them by name. I watch how you pray for them. You put your hand on their shoulder and you pray at them. You speak life into them. Even those kids that are bouncing on your last nerve, they're picking it like a guitar string and they're making it twang every week. And yet you love them and you show up for them and they know it. You're making a difference. May not feel like it every week, I know some weeks you leave totally drained, but thank you for showing up. 
you can text them that same kind of thing. You could even text them and say, how could I pray for you this week? What's going on in your world? And then text back a prayer for them. There's lots of simple ways you can do to build authentic relationships, but those are some powerful, simple little ways. Some questions you could ask about relationships. Here's some questions you could ask yourself. How can you foster those genuine relationships with your volunteer teams? What's something specific? Get specific. Drill down. Don't just be general. Get specific with specific ways you could do this. What opportunities can you provide for your team to connect outside of ministry time? What are some things that you could schedule right now? What's one thing you could schedule to do right now? Maybe it's pause this podcast and text five, five of your leaders or two of your leaders. Let them know how much you appreciate them and ask them how you can pray for them this week and then do it. So pick one thing, schedule it, do it, do it on a consistent basis. Put it on your schedule for the next three weeks that one day a week you're going to, you're going to focus on authentic relationships. You're going to take a few minutes to do that. All right. What's another thing you can do to, to do this, build a healthy culture in your teams? Well, you have to have a positive environment. If leaders see you as volunteers, see you coming in and they see you worn down and the first things out of your mouth is, oh, it's been such a busy week. Oh, it's been so hard. Oh my goodness. VBS is just a few days away and I'm, I'm just, I'm running on fumes. Does that create a positive environment? Does that create that? Or somebody comes up to you and they want to share something and I don't, I'll schedule some time or, or write it down for me. Let's say, email me, tell me later. Now, sometimes you have to do that. Okay. I, I get it. There are times where I will ask somebody when they bring an idea up to me, I'll say, Hey, will you please email this? Because I won't remember it today. Uh, cause of all the things that are happening today and there, there's lots of busyness and I want to remember this and I want to be able to think through what you're asking and sharing with me. So email me all the details and then I'm going to follow up with you. That makes a huge difference. That was, it's a way to create an, a positive environment where people are safe, supported and uplifted, where everyone feels like they can bring their best to the team. When volunteers feel happy and encouraged, they're more likely to go above and beyond for what you're asking. If they feel supported and heard and known, they will go above and beyond. They will show up for you. If you're all about what people are doing for you, you're not going to have a healthy culture. If people can come into your environment and leave without personally being spoken to, you don't have a positive environment. If you don't give opportunity for people to offer ideas and solutions or something that's frustrating them, you don't have a positive environment. You've got to create some space, a system, something, a platform, a form, a, you know, just give them that opportunity to give input, to be known, to be heard, to celebrate. People want to be able to share with you what's going on. So give them those opportunities both positive and negative, and listen to them. Don't feel like it's a personal attack. As a leader, you have to have some thick skin and you can't take everything personal. You've got to get to the facts. Let people share the facts with you too, but let them share it even if it stings. When people leave your team, they should know that they're going to be missed and they should be given an opportunity to tell you why. 
and to be honest and safe about it. Don't assume why they're leaving. And for those people who haven't returned yet, have you asked them why they haven't come back? One of the things I heard a, a leader that I've been working with say, that when they asked a couple of their volunteers why they weren't coming back to their team, it's, well, during the pandemic, when we shut down, I never heard from you at all. And I just didn't feel like you cared about what was going on. There was nothing for us to do for you, and therefore we weren't important. Ouch. But it was the truth. If somebody can walk away from your team and nobody ever asks why, that's not a positive environment to be in. So what questions could you ask yourself to check this area? Well, ask like, what steps can you take to ensure that your team feels supported and respected and heard? How can you personally, as a leader, create a positive environment in challenging times? When something breaks, something doesn't go like the plan happens, do people see you responding or reacting to it? Do you grumble and complain because the senior pastor is going overtime? Do you, do you growl behind his back or her back every time it goes too long? Does your team see all of that? Do they, under, do they sense conflict amongst the leadership? It's not a positive environment. So you need to find out what are, where are you sharing too much of your flesh? What could you do to prevent, promote a sense of ownership to your team? Input. What system do you have currently in place that your team can provide input, both positive and negative? All right, well, let's move on. Offering ongoing training and development is another way to build a healthy culture. Your volunteer team needs to continue to grow. Every leader is always trying to grow. In fact, leaders are readers, right? So we're going to conferences, we're reading books, we're listening to podcasts like this and others. Uh, we're taking training courses. Listen, those are things that we need to also share with our volunteers. Just because they're not full-time with us doesn't mean they don't want to grow. And sometimes just because they won't show up to your specific training thing, well, maybe it's because you've developed a training system and setup that is boring or that it's all lecture and no input, that it doesn't create community and fun. You need to ask yourself, what is your training like? And would you come to it? If you won't come to it, then there's a problem. But training doesn't have to be just this all-encompassing, you've got to come to this meeting Training can be fun and combined with other things. It doesn't have to be intrusive or difficult. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a pre-service huddle for like five, 10 minutes? You can do training right there. Do you have uh, the ability, have you, have you bought some some uh, of the seminars at a, local, at a conference, a ministry conference? Do you have those links that you could share with your team that they could watch? Or couldn't you record a five-minute or less video that talk about something that you want your team to know or learn? What about sharing podcasts or seminar links that they might be interested in, that they might make some time for? If you don't equip them, they're not going to grow, and they're going to get tired of staying in the same place. And yes, this is a DNA, a heartbeat of the house issue. You need to provide ways for them to grow. 
You need to find the people that are being faithful and give them more, challenge them more. Don't assume they're too busy. You know what? Busy people a lot of times know how to manage the busyness. So if you can find those kind of people, those are the kind of people you want to leverage their time and talent and treasure because they know how to invest it right. So what questions could you ask yourself here? Well, what's my training and development plan? How am I going to equip my team this week? And you might even say, how can I do it in 10 minutes or less? Because you can do it. And every week you could focus on a different topic that's part of the heartbeat of the house. Again, your expectations need to be continually dripped on people. So what kind of training and development can you offer? Maybe there's some seminars in your area that you could take them to. Maybe you could get together and watch a video together. Maybe you just need to send it out and ask for feedback and then offer some kind of fun incentive for those who watched it and can answer the secret questions at the end. What resources could you put into place to make it possible for them to grow? Okay, fifth way, celebrate the wins. A healthy culture celebrates the wins and the milestones. If you're not celebrating as a team, you're missing something huge. And oftentimes this piece alone can change the culture in a community of volunteers. You got to celebrate what's happening. People need to know that what they're doing is making a difference. When is the last time you shared with your team how God has changed a child's life? or a parent who's starting to get it, that they're supposed to be the primary faith givers at home. Do you have those kind of stories? And here's the other big picture. You want to help your recruitment campaign throughout the year? Give your leader, your senior leader, your, your speaking teams, stories from the children's ministry of life change, of what God is doing, how God is using both volunteers and what God is doing through the children celebrate those things celebrate you know when you're doing baptisms your small group leader should be up there around them around those kids celebrating with them because they're part of that spiritual circle celebrate them that builds culture and community when people see other team leaders up there volunteers who have been a part of that they're like man i want to i want my life to count for something like this so you need to celebrate the wins and the milestones, create that sense of camaraderie and help your team feel like they're doing something bigger than themselves. So do you catch people going the extra mile and do you celebrate them? Do you share God's stories? Do you ask for them? Here's some other questions that you could do. What kind of wins could you celebrate and how would you celebrate them? How will you recognize the milestones? Maybe you've got volunteers that have been serving for five or 10 years. Celebrate them. Send them a note. Send them a gift card. Put their picture up on the wall outside the classrooms. Celebrate them. Make them feel big because they are. What they're doing matters. How do you leverage those moments and create more positive culture in your team? Well, you just got to keep it out in front of them. So creating a healthy culture for your team, it's going to take work. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take consistency, but it's so worth it. There's five tips I just shared with you how you can create an environment that inspires your volunteers to be their best selves for the kingdom, to feel connected to their work, and to make meaningful contributions to your mission. I tell you, 
there, it, it's a great way to do it. So I want to leave you with a couple action steps to get you started. Here's one. Set aside some time even today to map out some of the expectations you have for your team. Make them clear, make them simple and concise, make them sticky and memorable. Two, plan an event or a time where you will celebrate your volunteers and highlight some wins for your organization. That could even be, an event could even be, hey, we're going to do a 10-minute pre-session huddle. And during that time, give out some sweet treats and celebrate what God is doing. Maybe you you just celebrate how many new families you've had visit. Or, hey, we've learned X number of new songs or whatever. You figure out what you want to celebrate and then celebrate it. But let me tell you, celebrate those things that matter the most, that show significance, that show meaning, and you'll have leaders aspiring to it. And you'll start changing the culture from within. Well, hey, my friends, that's it. I'm Tom Bump. I'm your friend. I'm your I'm your 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 partner in ministry. I want to be here alongside of you. I'm cheering you on. I'm praying for you. If there's anything I can do to serve, let me know. If you're interested in growing yourself as a leader, you want to work on these culture changes. You want to work on yourself as a leader so that you can grow your ministry. Check out kmccoach.net. We have a donation-based coaching program that we will custom build the program for you and make it affordable for you. So don't think you can't afford to get coaching. Prioritize yourself. Invest in yourself. Value yourself. And it will show through to your team. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you'll share it. I hope you'll leave a, a rating because believe it or not, leaving reviews help boost us in the algorithm. And trust me, we could use that so that more and more leaders can hear about the Kid Ministry Collective podcast, the old KMC. If you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come join. Let us know you're a listener. Um, if you've got an idea for a topic, uh, a, a conversation, or you know of someone that should be on the podcast, let us know that too. We would love to invite others to come join the podcast. we got some great guests coming up, um, and I know you're going to enjoy them real soon. So God bless you. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.